Dad, for the opportunity to stand here this morning. Thankful for what God has already helped us with this morning. Went to the radio station a little early this morning. Thank what I needed to bring out there was something just for me. But now, in seeing what the Lord had sort of put on my heart in the last few weeks since I'd asked Brother Benji if he needed help, that I could help him. And what better thing could we do for any of our fellow brothers and sisters when they're in need to give them help? What friend do we have that sticks closer than a friend who gives us the most help in this life? Nothing more than Jesus Christ. If you know Him this morning, praise Him. If you don't know Him, you need to get to looking for Him. If the Lord is dealing with your heart, what I'm speaking up here has nothing to do with you. If the Lord's already dealing with your heart, you need to be seeking Him right now. Nothing that I could say could cut you any deeper. No words that I could say could cut you deep anyway. It has to come from the Lord. The power of conviction has to come from God Almighty. No other place. No other place can salvation be found but through and by the blood of Jesus Christ. Nowhere else. And what her thought had been is nothing more. If it was a word, it would be sand. But it's not really about sand. That It's about the rock. As we just sang about a hiding place. My hiding place is my rock. But sand, in other words, what I was thinking about is just thinking on the simple part of it. If you've ever been to the beach and things, you know what the tides can do. You can wake up in the morning, you can look at the beach, you can walk on it next to the water. It's packed. It's solid. But now if you get what's called a riptide or an undertow, then you're standing there as the waves come in. That sand can be eroded out from under your feet. And it can draw you out into the deeper water. But I just want you to think this morning of sand in another way too. Is that if you're standing on that beach and you reach down and you pick up a handful of sand. Anytime I want you to look. There's many, many grains in there that you can look at. Possibly one handful of sand. Probably a million particles in your hand. But my rock knows who every one of those grains of sand are. He knows His children. And that handful of sand, it speaks of that the children of Israel are as the sands of the sea, numbered. What our thought was is, is reading there in the seventh chapter of Matthew, there at the end, we may get to that in a few moments of time, but we may not. But it speaks of the rock 
And it speaks of a few verses later, it speaks of sand. And if you go through and you start in chapter 5, you see of Christ's first sermon until the multitudes. And He tells everyone what they should do. How they should be. He preaches His Word to that multitude. But we find there in chapter 7 at the end, we'll go there. And we'll go there to the to the 24th verse. Therefore, whosoever, as Brother Benji said, whosoever, heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. The Scriptures speak of a rock. I'm speaking to you now of the rock. There is nowhere else, no other foundation on earth can be laid where salvation can be found but upon Jesus Christ. Nowhere else. We can't trust in man because if you know us, where is that? Most of us are in the 27th verse. I'll have to say that about myself. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon the house and it fell and great was the fall of it. My words mean nothing. God's Word means everything. I can talk all day long, give you great orations, but unless it comes from the heart of God, it means nothing. Unless it penetrates that stony heart and starts to divide it asunder, to break it up, because something can't be fixed unless it's broken. God cannot fix you unless you're willing to be completely broken. Submission to His will. As we think of His precious Son, that the only thing I have in common with Him is that He came and was born to this earth of flesh and blood. He and I were both born of one. Each one of us in here was born of one. There is a physical comparison there. But that was it. He divested Himself of all His royal parents. came and put on the same suit that you and I wear. To be sacrificed for our sins. Not for a sin that He committed, but for our sins. He gave His life to every one of us. Whosoever will believe upon Him shall be saved. Because if we read over there, we know the familiar Scripture of John 3.16. But if you read that 17th verse, it states, 
We'll just go over there and look at that to make sure that we are correct. That 17, for God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through Him might be saved. There is no other way to find nor other place to find salvation except through and by Jesus Christ. But we want to go back and think about as it talks on that rock there in that 25th verse, and the rains descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell not for it was founded upon a rock. It takes holding on to faith, finding faith. Oh, we are saved by grace through faith that that is nothing of ourselves, but it is a gift from God. To hold on to that rock through all the storms of life. We have had a few through there as we spoke of those who have had cancer. When I was 10, I had an older brother who passed away from three different types of cancer. But I was able to see in Him before I knew the Lord, I was able to see in Him what it meant to be a child of God. Because with all His pains, all His suffering, a smile never left His face. Never left His face because He knew where that His life would end because He had been saved by God's grace. All the pain I never saw. Nothing but a smile upon His face because He was sure and steadfast in what the Lord had done for Him. Does that mean I had true confidence in Him? At that time being 10, yes. But when I was 12 years old, I was saved by God's grace. That same grace that He found. Because I trusted in the same God that He trusted in. The rock that was His foundation to hold on through His days is the same rock that I lean on now. Each and every day. Then we continue on there with the 26th verse. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which builds his house upon the sand. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell. And great was the fall of it. Those who trust in the world, trust in what man might try to get you to believe that if you do this, you attain to this prayer, then you're going to heaven. That's not the way it works. Never work like that, and it never will. You must be born again. The same way that all the others have ever been born again. Same way, through the same place. 
You want to know? At times, we don't know exactly how to describe it. But God the Father must condemn and break your heart. The Son is waiting there for you to give if we have to compare it to something that Christ gave the perfect sacrifice. In giving the perfect sacrifice, He hung upon that cross for three hours or more. Enduring the pain. Enduring the weight of your sins and my sins. Enduring that weight. Enduring the pain. And then feeling all that we would feel before that physical pain. So that you and I wouldn't have to. We'll still have aches and pains in this life. But when eternity meets each one of us, if it were to be today, where would you stand? That's a question I like to ask. If your life ended today, where will you spend eternity? Will you spend it in a devil's hell, tormented forever? Or will you spend it with the One who gave His life for you? Do you have that assurance today? Do you have that steadfast rock in your life today? I yearn for the day. Don't seek death, but I yearn for the day when I get to see my Savior who has done the most for me. Parents have done a lot. Friends, family have done a lot. But Christ gave everything for me. Can I not, can you not give a little for Him? Thankful what the Lord has let me feel this morning. Just just woke me up and then when these seniors came up there I got to thinking about that saying too they are starting on that journey and on that journey of life you'll have a bunch of doors in front of you a lot of doors some doors are good to go through some you need to leave closed But you need to always leave the door of your heart open to do the work of God. He has done so much for you. Even though your life has just started. Like I said, my my older brother, he was 19. 19 years old. But I also, later in my life, from God's gift, I got to see a brother-in-law who was diagnosed with cancer. But I have been steeled to that. As I told my sister, I said, God's already prepared us for this. He's still living today. God makes a way for everything in your life. 
He gives you the ability to come through it if you'll trust in Him. He gives the ability to you. If you're lost and separated from Him, He will give you the faith you need to find Him. But the first thing is you have to trust in Him fully. If you think about Him upon that cross, He hung there for you. He hung there for me. He hung there and bore every bit of pain. If you've ever tried it, just grab some bars sometime. Grab some bars. Hold your arms up like this. Try to find a way to take the weight of your legs where they're not holding it. What happens in crucifixion is you basically smother to death. Then the last cruel blow except to our Lord that the Romans would do is break the legs where you couldn't stand anymore, where the pressure was on you. But not my Lord, because it was written in the Scriptures that not a bone would be broken. It's not exactly it, but let's say this. His side was riven. His hands were nail-scarred. And there we want to go up there in chapter 7 to the 13th and 14th verse. And that's where we'll try to draw this to a close. Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life and few there be that find it. When the Lord presents Himself to you, when He shows you that you're lost and separated from Him, you have a time and opportunity. Today, as long as you're breathing, you have time and opportunity to seek the Lord. But there's only one way. When it speaks of a straight gate, there's only one way. Only one way in. But it says the broad way. The broad way is the way of the world. The straight gate is through and by Jesus Christ. No other way. No other name under heaven where that you might be saved. I'd like to thank the church for giving us this opportunity. And like I said, this altar is always open. If you need to pray to the Lord, if you need to pray to Him where you're at, not in here, you can seek the Lord wherever He comes to you at. Wherever He's knocking on your heart, seek Him until that you find Him because He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. That's been our message this morning. Or it seemed to be scattered, but we only want to do what the Lord would have us to do and keep ourselves out of the way.